Hello, everyone. Hercula Vasevich here. We're going to get to the show in just a second, but before we did, there were a couple of things we thought we needed to do that were important in this important time. The first is to use our small corner of the internet to add our voice to the chorus, telling the world in no uncertain terms that Black Lives Matter. And the second is to use our small platform to help amplify one of those voices. Shea Coulee spoke at a protest in Chicago's Boys Town over the weekend, and as always, she was fierce and 100% correct. Shea is not just a queen whose work you need to see, hers is a voice you need to listen to. So enjoy Shea, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Condé Nasty, and I'm wet for Aquaman. And since the age of nine, my childhood crush has been and shall remain Captain Picard. It's Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Ursula, how you doing? Uh, okay. I, I made French toast with homemade bread today because I'm, I'm getting my Midwest housewife on. That's cute. My husband made a casserole. That was like ground breakfast pork sausage, layered flaky biscuits, and gravy. It's like a breakfast casserole, which he is far more Midwestern than I, and he is very excited about this. And I have heartburn. Um, But I digress. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, quarantine is getting very strange. I'm I'm starting to... uh, she can only sustain this a little bit longer. I'll just say that. She's gotten real weird. Um, anyways, so we are here to recap and discuss All-Stars Season 5, Episode 2. And this week we have a very special guest joining us who was with us for the finale of Season 12. She's always in bloom. Please welcome our good friend from New York, Dandelion. Hi, how are you? Hey! Hey! Hello. So nice to hear your rosy voices. Thank you. Likewise. I'm also jealous of your breakfast. I haven't eaten anything today. I'm sipping on my second black coffee. My husband has overstuffed me and overstuffed me. And I am struggling. Um, anyways. 
What What are you thinking of this All Stars cast? What did you think of the premiere? Wow, it's um, you know, I'll be honest. I was uh, a lot of the queens that came into this All Stars seemed to come out of left field for me. Uh, okay, but I've been, you know, I've been surprised and uh, have been kind of relearning some queens that I kind of glossed over in their seasons. Um, so I would say about half of the queens, like I remembered well and um, was excited to see again. And the other half, I was kind of like, wait, who are they again? Or why, why were they brought on? (laughs) But it's been, uh, yeah, yeah, but it's been, it's been cool to see them uh, again and realize that you really only get like a glimpse of each of these characters when they're on their seasons. For sure, for sure. I uh, that makes total sense. I think I probably remember more of them, maybe a touch more. But the sense of like, I have a rem- I remember Mariah as a personality, but less as a performer. So I feel like I'm relearning Mariah as a performer, but also seeing that she's obviously grown a lot too. It is weird how it comes back to you almost like an amnesia patient. <laughs> All right, so. Let's get into this week's episode. Oh, actually, I do have a question for you. Did you think Derek's impersonations last week were terrible? So I I thought they were good as impressions, but delivered in a way that they... Not for consumption, if that makes sense. Totally. I mean, I, th- totally. I, th- was- I thought they sounded good, um, generally. I mean, they were just, like, delivered way too fast and way too randomly, and there was not a setup, and it was that classic, like, you should do less... More with less. I agree with you completely. A lot of people have said it was like a good SNL audition reel where you just do a whole bunch of character impersonations in like no time. You're not even bothering with a setup, which is like not an act. Um, but moving on to this week's episode. So the girls uh, head back into the workroom and um, Mayhem is feeling loved by everybody but Juju. Which, what did you guys think of that little tense moment and uh, Mayhem finding it quite personal? Ugh, Mayhem, come on. Like, and, and Juju was, she wa- She wasn't shady, she was direct, she was, ca- like, she picked who she thought should go home and she was honest, she could have lied, she could have not disclosed or whatever, but... Yeah, Mayhem took that way too personally for no reason. You all want to win. You're all eventually going to have to send someone home if you're going to win this game. I'm not... I'm not crazy about Mayhem. Okay, she also had the... the shady, like, ooh, you want to strike a deal with me? Conversation with India last week, and it's just like, this is the fifth All-Stars, like, you have to realize that's not gonna look good, and it usually backfires... Um, it's not going to look good to the viewers and it backfires with your fellow competitors. It just seemed, I don't know. And then, yeah, like her getting personal and getting mad at Juju just didn't seem like, I don't know, not necessary. Not the way to play the game. She's messy. There's something very junior high about Mayhem that I find funny, but also like, I'm a little bit laughing at you more than laughing with you. And I, I don't know. I'm not, Mayhem likes herself a lot and that's great. I don't think I like Mayhem as much as Mayhem likes Mayhem, but I digress. Um, well, hopefully we all love ourselves more than anyone loves us. So maybe true, that's not the true. worst thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, all right. The the workroom conversation that was actually like, what the fuck, lady, was Cracker. Like, like if the point was valid, there was a way to package it that was just nicer. Like... 
Like saying I should picked... not say it or say also nothing. not saying it. Right, right. It's just like like Cracker. This whole episode had like an energy. Do you need some like melatonin gummies or something? Because <laughs> you were just there was just like a I don't know crankiness or a distance. There was like. She feels in that episode the way I've been feeling, but I've been in quarantine for four months. So, you know, it's just like. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I get it. It was it was also odd. So in elementary school these days, they teach kids think like uh, if you're going to say something, think if it is true. Is it is it's helpful if it's um, I forget what I is N is necessary and K is kind. Oh, inspiring, necessary and kind like. Just because something is true, you don't like stop there and decide that that means it's some and I uh, thought you should be sharing. Um, yeah, it was it was odd to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I feel like I know so much about Cracker off the show, and she seems to have a history of what some would call cyberbullying other drag queens that is very disparate from what is on the show. That I'm like, I don't really know how to gauge what she's doing but it did seem like unnecessary honey a lot yeah. of people were thinking that and not saying it what did, what did you think dandelion well i mean i guess she was trying everyone's trying to like drive a narrative and maybe she just like felt like she had something to say <laughs> and it's just like it just felt like she opened her mouth when she shouldn't have and uh, I mean, yeah, there was there were a number of moments where she didn't come off so great. I mean, she's probably getting the villain edit. You know, they're looking for I don't know who else the villain would be in the season. Um, Derek and oh, India Derek, sent her yeah, home Derek right away. Is gone, exactly. Yeah, they probably brought in Derek for that reason. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It um, seemed weird. All right. Um, and so Rue comes into the workroom and asks India to identify her two biggest competitors. And that uh, she picked Shay and Blair. Interesting choices. I mean, Shay, obviously. Um, and then Rue makes the three of them the team captains for this week's Maxi Challenge, which is a girl group challenge. Um, what did you guys think of that whole situation? I mean, Derek's wrong. I think it's Shay and Jujubee, but that's, I mean... I think Blair might also send India home, so technically correct. I mean, <laughs> but notice um, that India immediately afterwards chose Jujubee to be on her team. Hmm. Oh, yeah. awesome strategery! I see. <laughs> um, the thing with the teams, though, is they weren't really teams. They weren't judged as teams. None of the things they did beyond choreography was a team thing, and the choreography was not interesting or distinct enough to matter. You know, they were all doing like a, you know, move your feet on the downbeat and move your arms on like just there was I didn't get this as a girl group thing. Like if they all had to pick one crush as a group to agree on, maybe that would have done it. But it was kind of weird. They were even calling this a group challenge. I mean, I agree with you that the extent to which they had to work together was minimal, but. There was some, this is the person I'm bouncing ideas off of and recording with and doing choreo with. I agree with you that it very easily could have just been like, it's a nine-person girl group challenge and you're all kind of on your own. Like, but it it worked. Um, I What did you think of the uh, recording in the studio with Leland, who I love? Um, any, any notes or highlights from that section of the episode for either of you? Ugh, I've never been so uncomfortable in my entire life. It gets worse every recording session. This was awful. 
Like, uh, Ursula, uh, our resident musical theater gay, um, please, monologue for me, honey. I'm gonna go get my coffee. Yeah, I cringe with my entire body. It was like watching a million episodes of Frasier all at once. Just, the vicarious embarrassment was crippling. I mean, Shay crushed it, obviously. I was... Obviously. Thr- obviously. Um, and then Blair, it was weird, because I mean, Blair is actually a singer, and everyone has off days. And I was just wondering what the hell was happening there. Was it nerves and like the weird, okay, I'm going to ask you to breathe. I'm going to keep talking. Maybe you ha- how about breathing? I'm talking so much. I can't breathe. How do I, it, it was like, were, were they doing a shtick? It was like. <laughs> very much a diva moment. I don't moment. know. Just, yeah. That Leland whole... was very funny with Blair. Like, yeah. let's talking more breathing. I love him. <laughs> like he, I love him so much. I want so many good things for him. I mean, let's Uh-oh. just hope it is an Lucian Piani situation where in two years he says something really terrible on Twitter. That whole experience of watching them record their number verses from, like, Mariah getting Aquaman's name wrong. <laughs> just at every stage, it was very awkward. Like, did you, do you think they were, like, handed these by production or had to clear them with production? Because Shays makes sense. Shay's celebrity crush makes sense as Chadwick Boseman, and I believe that's true about the actual Shay Coulee, the human being living and breathing in Chicago right now. All of that tracks. Mariah picking uh, Jason Momoa, it's not like he's not very attractive for he is, but even in like the back, in the workroom stuff, it didn't feel real. Like, or like India being I highly doubt production was like we're assigning you a crush and and i get that but it it makes it just harder to like like india had to be like strong-armed into picking justin timberlake it was it was for most of them the discussion of their crushes was weirdly bloodless like i with the exception of like shay where or even blair's like hannibal lecter and i want the I want Mads I, I, Mikkelsen. Of, that I you, hope it's Mads Mikkelsen. That's what I'm saying. I think she meant to say Mads Mikkelsen and either couldn't remember his name or didn't think that would track the way Hannibal Lecter would. But they just put Hannibal on Netflix and, oh, he is so handsome and terrifying and handsome. And yes, I'm right there. Uh, but it was just, for, for most of their crushes, it felt very antiseptic. I think the song is so, like, low-tempo, soft, that, like... It's hard to convey anything passionate. I thought Juju did a great job. I think this is the kind of thing where you want to be campy and funny. Because it's so low tempo. But I, yeah, you're, every once in a while you do this where you like pierce through two, three levels of production, speculation on production. And I'm like, okay, girl, it's not entertaining anymore. Um, yeah, no, I don't think they were assigned to their crushes. And I don't really either, but I'm trying to, I'm just trying to figure out why it came off so bland. Okay. Um, all right. Did, I thought it was, I knew Shay, when they were doing the recording session, I was certain Shay Coulee was going, there was going to be a moment where it turned to the camera and it was like, Shay, you in danger, girl. Um, I loved that moment. That truly, that and Leland being charming was the highlight of that whole part for me. I also felt like I was watching Shay watch her teammates and like, I feel like, You'd see her eyes moving. I feel like I was like watching the wheels turning, and there was notes she wanted to give, things she wanted to say to her teammate, and I feel like she was trying to let Leland coach it and not like say anything. But I also I think Shay is at that Bendel the Creme level where it's like even though you're a competitor in this, it also makes sense that you'd be kind of like assistant coaching 
and especially when they're on your team. So then let's get into the performance. Dandelion, what did you think of the main stage performance of this girl group challenge? Um, I thought it was I thought it was okay. It wasn't my favorite challenge or or song generally. <laughs> um, I loved the staging. It, it, oh no, the song is. I love the staging. The song itself was so fucking boring and low tempo. It was like painful. Um, I loved that the first one up was Alexis, who did a good job in a vacuum, but it was like too brash and energetic for this song. But also the song is so low tempo that I was like, I'm fine with that. Um, I thought the staging in terms of the color palettes they gave them and the like the bed over here, the mirror over here, the heart in the center was very well thought out. Juju's was perfectly Juju and and funny. She was my second best for the episode for sure. Um, which we'll get like we'll get into it. But my fear with Juju is she doesn't just serve bridesmaid; she serves maid of honor. She's there's something subtler about her drag, but she's a really competent performer and like a singer and comic. And her looks are never like wow, but they always look good. And I feel like I'm watching this and I'm like, is this going to be the third time that I watch Juju be like in second place for a whole fucking season and win nothing? Because I don't want to see that. But I feel like two episodes in, she's already, for me, she was like performer number two, two weeks in a row. I'm like, this is a, this is a pattern we've seen with you for two whole seasons before this. Um, sorry, I digress and I love Juju and I want good things for her. Um, and then India's was really slow, but I do think the lyrics were smart if you know about her beef with Derek. If you don't, they make no sense. Yeah, it was very self-referential, but I thought it was, that was good. So I I think I missed it. Did she, you said she got strong-armed into choosing Justin Timberlake by her team? She was going to do her actual fiancé. Oh, well that's not a celebrity. Was it, Juju was like, don't do that. Your fiancé is not a celebrity. (laughs) Yeah. Um... (laughs) Maybe on the Vegas Strip. What? Yeah, the I agree. The song was the song was Muzak essentially. Like it had this like weird earworm quality. Like every time they hit the chorus, I'm like, God, this is gonna stick in my head now because it's so like nothing. Ugh. Love Shay, love Jujubee, fill my house for John Stamos is just it's just that's just a class writing. <laughs> um, yeah, the funny the funniest line of the evening. Anything else stand out to you? No, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing broke through. Angina's wig was really weird. Maybe yeah. just because. Maybe it's because I'm not used to seeing Angina in a wig. But that wig was also very weird. Yeah. So for me, Angina was like, I love her. Angina was like, the outfit was not great and didn't fit her well. The wig looked like it wasn't sitting on her right. She was nervous singing it. Nervous performing it. I, I hate to say it because I fucking love Angina and she did by far the worst this week, like indisputably. It was so bad. She wasn't a commanding presence. It was like heartbreaking to watch her do so poorly. Um, though I do agree with her taste in Henry Cavill. Well, fair. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't excited. You know who was a, stand, a bit of a standout for me was Blair. Um, okay. After she, you know, got through her little diva moment in front of the microphone uh i thought she was fun she had uh when they like carried her off stage and she was like twitching no she did a great job i think i think she has such like a wholesome innocent look about her that i think doing hannibal has like a comedy built into it 
I wasn't crazy about the ill-fitting harness top situation she had, but I think the that she made a lot of good choices overall in the performance. And I thought it was funny the way they like dragged her off, like Hannibal in a like in a straight jacket. Straight jacket. Yeah. yeah, it was very funny. Um, I thought Crackers was appropriately campy. I thought it was funny that she was Rocky, and she knew. I think she chose that because she's a karate person, and she knew she could do yeah that whole thing um, comically. And I'm gonna say this right now. Mayhem was, uh, because Mayhem's just a shady bitch, um, in, like, a petty way, um, she was shady about Cracker kind of giving her advice on her lyrics. The only reason Mayhem did well and hers was actually funny was because Cracker gave her edits for hers to make sense and be funny, and the judges laughed. So I'm a little, like, you wrote something bad, Cracker, like, quickly on off the cuff made an edit that made it actually funny, and then you went with it, like... Don't go talking shit to other people. Like, count your blessings, honey. Again, not crazy about mayhem. Also, I love that Miche Coulee showed up with, like, a floral print tuxedo blazer as her confessional look. That bitch is polished. Oh. Professional. Huh. Yeah, right. I love it. Um, so my last thoughts on... Uh, ooh, there One other person... Oh, Mariah. I said it at the top of the episode. I was so... But I don't think it was when we were recording. I was so fucking disappointed. I fucking love Jason Momoa. And there is so much that you can do with Cal Drogo capturing my kingdom, pillaging my land, pillaging me, capturing the kingdom in my heart, like my king sitting on the throne. There's so much you can do with Aquaman making you wet. Like, there are so many opportunities with Jason Momoa. That for me, if I was on the judges panel, I would be like, oh, but Mariah's in the bottom. Like, just based on lyrics. Um, I thought she looked good and she performed it well. But the lyrics, it was like, this was nothing but missed opportunities. You made like three jokes about him filleting you with his trident. Not good enough, honey. Not good enough. <laughs> and that's and that's it for the performances for me. Um, so Shay won. Do we all agree that Shay won? Yep. Yeah, she a sentence great. we're going to be saying a lot this season. Huh. Yeah, I <laughs> agree. So. Uh, absolutely. All right. And then let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll take it to the runway. Have you tried not? For those times when you feel like offering an opinion on the internet on a subject you only just learned about on Wikipedia, always remember you could not. For those times when you feel like bombarding the mentions of an actor just trying to make a living because you're mad about something a writer, a totally different human being did, you could not. When you find yourself about to lecture a member of an historically oppressed minority about their life experience, all you have to do is just not. It's not, and it's available anytime, anywhere, and it's the perfect way not to show your entire ass to the entire internet all at once. Just remember that not every thought, opinion, or feeling you have needs to be fucking expressed the minute your fucking brain creates it, and you too can just not. Not. Because you shouldn't. And now back to the show. Alright, and we are back to discuss this week's runway. The category is Love the Skin You're In. Hersla, what did you think about these runway looks? Anything stand out to you? Yeah, uh, Shays, obviously. Just... I gasped. I audibly gasped alone in my apartment. Uh, it, echoed, <laughs> yes. it, it echoed off the empty walls of my home. Just, uh, she was so gorgeous. It, it, it's one of those, the idea is stunning, the execution is flawless, and the cumulative effect is just breathtaking. I just, there's nothing I don't love about this look, and it 
it just explains everything we love about Shea Coulee. It's just absolutely it, just ev- every tiny choice. And and when they were doing like close ups during the critiquing and in the workroom, and you got a really good look at the makeup, it was like so perfect and subtle and like. It's it's also like on brand for her. Like being proud of being a a black person is part of is a message Chicoule is very you know in favor of. And this look serves that so perfectly, and all of it just staggering. I'm just uh, I can't. Yeah, no, uh, perfectly stated. I completely agree. I feel like it is. It's it's the kind of thing where it's like this is exactly what I'd expect from Shea Coulee, but also I couldn't have envisioned it myself. So it is like unexpected and like surprising and stunning. I love it. I lo- I love Shea Coulee. Like, like if that is I, not I'm, clear. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the picture, and so much of the detail work is so perfect and surprisingly subtle, given that it's a you know jewel studded nude illusion like the breasts are largely painted on there it's not a huge breastplate the accessories are just like the gauntlets and the uh the neck piece and like and the makeup's very subtle like i think even being done by a black queen if she had gone too far into that makeup it would have gotten into a kind of a cringy place and there's such art and intent and a complete thought was formed I believe before she touched a single rhinestone and it just, it, it, it shows in every single part of this look, like, like even painting in the slight washboard abs, just, it's like, it's a perfect touch because it's this very subtle way of giving the piece like strength and movement. Like it's like a statue that could kill you. And I, I can't say enough positive things about it. Just like stepping back and viewing this purely as art every tiny i could discuss this the way i could i would discuss like a michelangelo painting because each and every brush stroke was purposeful and amazing i agree with you completely to in order to execute something like this you have to make a thousand tiny decisions and it's like and of course shea coulee made all the right ones um i agree with you completely like even the hair like the size of her hair is perfect like the look would have supported a bigger hairstyle but there was something about not just nat but like the short natural hair like this is like a ba thesis in african-american studies i just i i can't even like just i'm i'm i was gagged and and will be gagged for the rest of my life easily (laughs) one of the best looks the show's had and here i thought i was loquacious serving you (laughs) loquacious fish this episode okay um I need something to make me happy, so when I find it, I'm 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 really gonna talk it up. <laughs> I get it. Um, I thought Blair's was an interesting choice. It is skin tight and like latex. I think. Um, I also think I'm gonna say that only the fairest of people, only like the redheads, I think, who like are naturally rosy and pink or sunburn easily, could do that kind of pink for this runway and me take it as like a campy joke and not have it be like what the fuck are you doing um and so i did take it that way um i don't know if everybody else felt that way but i was like oh like if cracker did this i would be like what like i don't know for some reason with blair it's like i bet you sunburn real easy so this is okay i don't i don't know I think it also has this doll quality and because Blair is such like a Barbie doll of a human being, like there's something, art- her her skin tone, the pink is an unreal actual human being skin tone, but it has like an almost animated quality, which suits Blair's brand. 
And aside from that, even if it's not completely responsive to the brief, it is perfectly executed. And I think Rue will always appreciate a great look that is slightly off the mark conceptually than something that's dead center of the idea, but not as fun to look at. And this is fun to look at. Like, again, all the small detail work works. The the gloves, the shape and color of the hair, uh, the two tones of the pink in the face to highlight her eyes. All, all of the tiny work is there to make like a complete and interesting look. I'll give you that. What did, what did you think, Dandelion? Yeah, I liked, I liked her look, too. Um, and it is nice to see something a little a little different. Um, I mean, to me, it was, it was the latex kind of skin tight that was evoking more of, like, the, the idea of something skin tight and just feeling your skin and feeling your, the limits of your body more so than, like, a, a, like a, que- a question of color. Um, so I appreciated that. I mean, she could have done the same look in like a beige latex, and I think it would have been a little weird looking. So okay. I liked. So I, for me, it was less about the color and more about the the material and the way it, the way it fit. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, generally, I thought the runway looks were all really strong. Um, the one I didn't like was Mayhem. I, like, didn't get it. And I feel bad because I feel like I'm really ragging on Mayhem this episode. But I didn't get it. The beating was weird. It wasn't... There wasn't enough beating to make it work. It didn't look... It didn't, like, move well. Like, had there been maybe, like, literally double the number of those beaded strings hanging off the dress, I could see it as, like, that kind of fringe flapper-inspired look. But something about it just did not land for me in the... And the way it, like, yeah, it was like they were too far apart and it didn't create cohesive movement. It just created a bunch of tiny distractions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, agree that that one was weak and maybe um, Angina's was also, it was it was very neat, but. Um... See, I, I liked Angina's. Like, I got what she was doing and uh, it looks better in the pictures than it did on stage. I've been, especially with the, with these dresses all being, some degree of human flesh tone under the blue lights uh, it uh, in the episode a couple of these i had a hard time kind of sussing out and it wasn't in the, until they were in the workroom where i caught some of the coloring details so um i liked angina's like I, I think it's a it's a very on-brand way for her to interpret this challenge i liked that um i liked the voiceover that cracker gave for hers I like that it was very, like, Ashkenazi Jewish-American princess, like, yeah, in so many ways. And she, like, wore a brown wig. She did her makeup darker. It was interesting um, to see her do it that way. It was, I liked the look, but it wasn't like, oh, this is the winner. But I did, it was. It was one I of the I liked it a looks. lot. But I, I think agree. the comedy was, the comedy of her talking about it was entertaining to me. It, like, sold it for me. Um, no, yeah, totally. She she was giving me Mean Girl at her bat mitzvah, and I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, and she doesn't yeah. wear dark hair very often at all. I don't know if I've ever seen her in dark hair. No, she really doesn't. So Shea Coulee is the winner of the episode. Again, we're not surprised. And then our bottom three are Angina, India, Mariah, and the girls go into the workroom and deliberate. Angina is very flustered and upset but is articulating that she wants to stay was willing to leave but wanted to stay and cried a lot sort of articulating a lot of that 
Cracker apologized in a way that felt very authentic. Like, I, yeah, there wasn't yeah. any reason for me to say that. Um, and that whole, watching that whole scene was kind of rough. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, but. Yeah, it it was hard to watch just because, again, Angina is just, she's this gentle creature that makes me remember that there are there are kind and not mean people in the world, and I want to protect that so much. And so when Angina's sad, I just feel sadder. Um, but it did kind of, I think it kind of undercut the rest of the deliberations because, you know, as happened with Nikki Doll last season, you know, the minute you say you should send me home, they're sending you home. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Um, it was, it was rough to watch because I do want good things for Angina. I thought she did bad two weeks in a row. And, like, very bad, so it it made sense, but it was rough to watch. I also, there's a part of me that's like, this is a drag show. Does nobody have a Xanax they can give her? Like, truly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Anyways. Well, kindergarten rules, you have to bring enough for the class. I mean. (laughs) There you go. Um, All right. So, we head out to the lip sync and the lip sync assassin is introduced. It is Alyssa Edwards. And I have got to say... Uh, Ursula, you and I have discussed a lot about the machinations in All-Star Seasons and have sort of been like, we'd like it to be more of a competition act, somewhat objectively drudged about the drag rather than the like weird politicking. Like, I'm not here for a Real Housewives reunion vibe. And I'm not. Like, I'm deeply not. That said, the machination of the vote is now divided. It's either the winner, the one sole winner, like, gets to choose or it's who was voted on, you don't know who from the canon is going to come back and what the song is going to be. And, like, with Shea Coulee, the exciting thing is they're going to bring somebody back who's good for a song that makes sense for that queen to do, but Shay is so good, will Shay beat them or not? And I've got to be honest, this elevates it and makes me more excited and the element of the unknown outside of the four walls and these like eight queens who is going to come and what's going to happen is very exciting to me in a way that I didn't anticipate but I was very excited for some reason I felt like I knew it was going to be Alyssa Edwards this week I don't know why but that was like my guess because I knew she'd be one of them one week do we have a short list do we have a short list of who we think will be the assassins this season Ooh. If Cameron Michaels does not show up on this season, I will f- I will break quarantine to go to Los Angeles and slap the face of everyone who works at World of Wonder. What would be wrong with those people? <laughs> I assume she's coming back. Maybe to maybe to lip sync against Cracker. Yeah, I would love to see um, Brooklyn, but I don't think Brooklyn will because Brooklyn is hosting the Canadian Drag Race now. Um, I don't think that that will be happening, but I would love to see that. Um, Dita Ritz, frankly, yeah, I'd love, yes. I'd love a Dita Ritz comeback. Um, uh, Trinity K. Bonet, that girl. I mean, she is most compelling when she's doing a lip sync. I'm not really crazy. I mean, I like her. I want good things for her, but like, it is when she is lip syncing where she comes to life to me. So yeah, I was also. I'm always happy to see Alyssa Edwards. Just. It, it, she's she is very much herself and it is always fun to watch and i knew it would be like a great show it would be 
there I think Shay cleanly took it, but it wasn't like Alyssa didn't make her work for it. And it was cute watching them both have the same idea to start at the back of the stage. I'm like, oh, great minds think alike. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did also love the kind of, it was it was sad, but it was like a almost like a perfect piece of timing because uh, Bonnie Pointer, one of the Pointer sisters, died uh, last week. So it was kind of, I thought it was nice that the lip sync song was that one this week. Yeah. Um, God, Shay crushed it. Oh, God. She really did. Such an amazing performance to watch. It really was. It was such a fun... Both lip syncs this week and last week were so fun to watch. Like, so exciting. I, I will say, uh, a t- on your point of enjoying this more than I thought I would, I do think the lip sync assassin is having the effect of shaking the winning queen up a little and it producing a better performance. Because I think... I, I think when they're lip syncing against each other for the right to decide who goes home or the money, like when it's against another competitor, they're still in the game and their head is on the rest of the game. When you bring in this outside person who like, if they win, literally nothing bad happens to like, you know, it's just like this reduces the lip sync just to its pure essence of I'm just here to beat this queen and the rest of the world falls away a little bit. And that has actually, I think been fun to watch. Yes. And I'm having trouble remembering the times when Alyssa Edwards assassinated someone on the lip sync stage. She's definitely a good performer, but I don't remember. Season five. Yeah. yeah season five. Who did she send she home on season five? Coco Montrese sent her home, right? Yeah. And she tied with Roxy, but she tied with Roxy. She sent home. Did she send home Jade Jolie? Hang on. Let's just let's just Wikipedia that shit. We have access to the sum of human knowledge at our fingertips. Let's just figure it out. <laughs> she was part of two double saves, which I love. Yeah, yeah I, two double wins. Like Tatiana versus Alyssa. That was iconic. Fucking epic. Iconic. Tatiana would be great to see come back. I actually want to see Laganja because she is a dancer, and I know a lot of people. I mean, some people love her and other people are kind of mean about her, but I think she was just an anxious 21-year-old on TV who didn't know how to, like, who was trying to be funny and it was just, like, really grating. She's a talented dancer and she's also, like, an adult now. So it would be... And they they wanted to come back for All-Stars and she's like, absolutely not. You'll just make me look like a fool again. Like, she's not doing it. But I would like to see her come back as a lip sync assassin this season because she is a very good dancer kenya michaels that'd be fun to see yeah yeah so coco sent jade home uh Alyssa and roxy got double saved then uh Alyssa sent ivy home then got sent home by coco and didn't she come back i'm trying to remember was there a returning queen that season did, did she come back and swap with coco no 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 you're thinking Absolutely. later during all stars too oh. but yeah i she might not be like a full on, oh no, there's no way I'm winning this lip sync assassin, but she's definitely survived more than her share yeah, of she's a great scrapes in the bottom sure. two. And she's a great performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of, I, I, I love um, Jamal Sims. There we go. Uh, I love Jamal uh, Sims as the choreographer. He's great. I about flood my basement. Go on. I know. But I also like when Alyssa comes back to choreograph a routine or two. I, I, she, she has a fun energy and that kind of like, I've been where you are. So I both empathize and can easily exploit whatever you're going through right now. And that's always fun. So yeah, it was, I was very happy to see her. Yeah. Um, all right. So 
Shay wins and sends Angina home. I think it was unfortunately the right call as much as I like Angina. What did you guys think? Agreed. I know it, it killed you to say that. It did. It hurt a little. A little piece of me died. Um, I did actually, this is one of, this might be in the top 10 of, uh, of goodbyes when she said, you know, 11 years ago, you changed my life. And Rue responded that 11 years ago, she changed hers. I, I think that's very sweet. And I think it's a real acknowledgement. I, you know, if you look back on the history of the show, I think Angina disclosing her HIV status really did nudge the show into a different place because it's, it's not a, it's not the only time it happened, but I really think it was the first time in that season the show understood that it, this wasn't just the reality show competition parody, that this actually could also be an insight into the lives of, of the competitors. Uh, so, and hers was the first. Hers was the first, you know, teary confession of a complex part of queer life. And she, her presence did change the show yeah. for the better. Yeah. And she only went home because she lip-synced against BB and... Um... Rue had a tough time making that decision. I don't know how staged that and, was. But. And I don't think they should have been in the bottom that episode. We'll go back and we'll talk about it, but I don't think... I have lots of thoughts about that, the judging in that episode, but moving <laughs> on. <laughs> I gotta go back and rewatch remember, season one. I don't remember it, but I believe you. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright. Any other thoughts on this episode, gentlemen? I feel like there were some... There was some plot set up. Uh, in particular, with Cracker, do you think we've resolved Cracker's shadiness from the season, or is this going to be like a recurring theme for the season? Kind of seems like she's getting the villain at it. <laughs> I definitely think they're going to fixate on the like Cracker is, you know, stubborn and can be kind of difficult. Like I think that's going to be a narrative they really lean into with her. She's in her head, and whereas last in season ten, she took it out on herself. Now she's taking it out on her competitors. Do you feel that way, or do you feel like the edit is trying to communicate that? I think, I don't, listen, the edits, like, the more I, I mean, I don't read, like, a ton about Drag Race offline, but, like, the more I read, the more I feel like you can't trust what you're seeing at face value. You have, well, actually, you can only take it at face value, and you have to, like, be careful not to read too much in between the lines, because a lot of it's set up. Yeah, I think I'm a little from column A, a little from column B, like it's one of those they can't they can't show you saying it unless you said it, but right. you know the context they can manipulate the context yes. to like I think Cracker's comment in the room was probably a six on the bitchy scale, but they presented it like it was an eight. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I hear what you're saying. I I feel that the show at this point will take something where it's like that is not. Even a molehill. That is like a sensitive person reacting to nothing. And now you're scaling it up and like explicitly telling me this is what's happening. And I'm like, I need her to be a little bitchy if you're going to try to edit her to be a bitch. And to me, it's like, Cracker shouldn't have said that to Angina. But I don't think that was like coming from a place of malice. And I'm a little like, I feel like the show has gotten really liberal with uh, the gays will believe anything I tell them. I don't even have to have footage to show them that to me, I'm like, there's no proof. Like there's no body. There's no anything. They're just like telling me something. And like, until I see anything that actually reflects it, other than people just saying it on the show, I'm not going to like, well, they've got so much content. They're 
so brazen now. They are so yeah. brazen with like we're just gonna we're gonna tell you this, but not show you because there's literally nothing to show. And they may have played it up because it happened to be uh, an attack on Angina on the week that Angina happened to qualify to go yeah. home. I mean, if sure. Angina yeah. stayed in the competition, maybe we would have seen one third of, of the cracker drama that we saw. Yeah. Yeah. True. But yeah, o- overall, the, the challenge left me a little cold. The runways were pretty good, and Shay was just amazing. My only concern going forward is All Star. part of what made All-Stars 2 so fucking amazing was it was clear Alaska was gunning and w- for, for the win and was like the... the presumptive winner like that I, but katya kept pace with her the whole fucking season and that made it a joy to watch i'm worried that juju b needs to find some more overt glam presentation even if only yes. once yes yes because she is, she's always not just the bride maid she's always the maid of fucking honor and i'm yeah. like i need a I need a I am winning this pageant gown, runway, whatever from you, Juju. I want you to win, not be second place the whole season for a third time. Yeah. My only concern is, for the season as a whole, if Shay just starts to run away with it, will it become less narratively interesting? And will that encourage Rue to do something stupid to Shay to try to shake things up? Because if Shay Coulee gets Manila Luzond, I'm right back on that plane to give another round of face slaps to the world of Wonder People. <laughs> You can uh, always boycott the next season of All Stars from your podcast. Well, we know that's not going to happen, so it's the face slaps or nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Um, I, I I agree. Um, and I I think Juju and Cracker are Shay's biggest competition. I think Juju is going to ma- remain level-headed the whole time. My, I'm really getting, ooh, you're a second place all the time, girl, vibe again. And it's worrying me with juju because i think that she's gonna stay i really don't want her to like i want her to to wow us on the runway enough to like snatch the wig win but i think she's gonna be level and consistent the whole time i hope i i could see cracker giving shay a run for her money a couple times um but i but i do feel like those are the top three and like i hope that the i hope that juju and cracker do give Shay a run for her money. I agree, and I also think that both of... I think Cracker's doing a good job standing out. And Juju is too, but Juju's just really subtle kind of intellect and yeah. humor and fashion. So I think that yes. as the season hones down and there are fewer queens, we'll be able to appreciate... Right now, the cameras are so panned out to get nine queens on the screen. Yeah. And you can't yeah. really see, like... Facial expression. She's just really good with that subtle stuff that's not being picked up yet. So maybe, and I still think that she's going to have to like really make up for, you know, what we've seen already in order to edge out Shay for a win. But I think we'll see more and she'll become more of an apparent, um, you know, lead queen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, but I, but I agree with you. My fear is it's going to be like it's been the past two times for her, which I've obviously said a lot, and this fear is now well documented on this podcast episode, but I, I just, I think that what she ends up doing is being really competent and subtle, such that she is, like, second place the whole time, and I need her, and I appreciate that subtlety as a performer, but I really want for her to, like, do something to make herself stand out with like a runway that's maybe a little more conceptual or avant-garde 
on a week that she has also, again, been, like, the second best performer. And you're right. Like, I agree with everything you're saying. It's just I love her so much that I want her to get wins. Like, she made it to top three season two. With that, never in the bottom, never won a challenge, just like competently top three material the whole time. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I, I think I like her too much. I'm like overly in- emotionally invested in her well-being. Juju's fine. Juju's doing just fine. What does she do outside of um, Drag Race? Where does she live? Does she work for Rue at all? Isn't she a Boston girl? She tours. She tours. I think she's originally from Boston. She tours a lot, I think, um, and I think she might be actually based in L.A. now, but I, I don't recall. Um, so, all right, Dandelion, uh, let's wrap this up. So who are your predicted top three for this season? Well, we've already been talking about them. Cracker, Juju, and Shay. I mean, that okay. seems to be Give a general a consensus, right? Oh, a fourth? A yeah. fourth? Okay. Um, I guess Alexis. She's a fun and fierce performer, but there's, uh, it's not like the most exciting, but you can't not like her. She's just a real, she's got a good heart. Um, and I heard you guys talking about last, her last week and commending how hardworking she is. And I guess I, I don't know how to perceive that, but I believe it. Yeah. I think it's, I, I could see Alexis or Blair St. Clair pulling out a fourth. Blair clearly has the goods at this point. Like the, intervening two three years has upped her game a little like yeah i I, she's enough of a former she sold the hannibal lecture thing she sold uh her talent show even though her song wasn't my favorite was one of those yeah i i could see her pulling it out yeah that's true yeah that makes sense yeah that that very much makes sense i mean i would have before the season started pegged on gina as the next the fourth i know (laughs) i think a lot of us wanted to see angina do really well and I think it's so it's so scary when you get girls from those first three seasons coming in because they're they've been able to kind of continue to do what they did before, and I there is a little part of me that's like, oh, please try to be a viable competitor for All Stars Five. Um, <laughs> like the Latrice look is not. I mean, I love Latrice. I was just more qual- All Stars Four was just more quality time with Latrice as far as I'm concerned. But it is like, a, okay, you you. It seems like you're not aware of the competition you're in a little bit sometimes. Um, and that's hard to watch when it's somebody you love. Um, okay. And with that, I think we're ready to wrap up this week's episode. Um, Dandelion, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, it guys. Was a blast talking to this out with you. Always great chatting with you. Thanks for the invite. You are very welcome. Please be well in New York. I hope to see you soon when traveling is an option again. Uh, all right. That's it for this episode. I've been Condé Nasty. I'm Hersel the Sea Bitch. Bye. Bye.